This is CliffCentral.com. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. Buy back the hood. I'm about to buy back the hood. Buy back the hood. In fact, I've got to say, Rick Ross has never been more right than he is today. We are definitely buying back the hood because ahead of Heritage Day, we are talking properties in the township or in the hood, depending on what you obviously want to call it. I myself am from Midlands, uh, Soweto, a proud Sowetan I am. And if you're wondering, if you haven't heard us before, where have you been? We are live and direct every Wednesday from 10 until 11 here on cliffcentral.com. My name is Lerato Shabala. You're listening to Living It Up with Lerato Shabala only on cliffcentral.com. This pro- podcast is brought to you by the one and only Radio who is here with me in studio. Riley, how are you? No, I'm good. Lord. Are, you are you good? I am yeah. excellent. I am yeah. excellent. I'm excited about today's topic um, for a variety of reasons. Like I said, first of all, because I am a Sowetan myself. And I think you are from a township as well. Yeah, I'm also from Vuta, Davidton. <laughs> ah, from Davidton. <laughs> so I'm, uh, let me tell you. So I spent the first 12 years of my life being raised by my grandparents in Maryland, Soweto. Yeah. And I'm an 80s baby And uh, I'm 37 Me and Riley are the same age Just in case you want to know <laughs> Just in case you don't know And when I was growing up in Netherlands There was one doctor That everybody went to uh, Dr. John Musenda And he's late now oh, okay. And he was one of the most If not the most popular doctor In, in all of Netherlands Okay and I'm not mentioning him for no reason, just apropos. The reason why I'm mentioning him is that last year, Pam Golding sold his property at 2.5 million, wow. the highest property that has ever been sold in Soweto at his house in mm. Rockville, in Morocco, in Soweto. Wow. And he not only was, you know, a celebrated, uh, GP, but he also was an art collector. Mm. His, his, his house was designed by two well, well-known architects in, in our country uh, I think it's Michael Sutton And David Walker He commissioned them in 1979 To do his his house And his house was sold for 2.5 million A record breaking um, First for Soweto um, And if you're asking Why is 2.5 uh, million Does it seem so little And, and Riley we, we are going to go yes. Into, into uh, property sales In the township But the average When I uh, um, a, a house is expensive in Soweto, particularly. It's sort of between seven hundred thousand and one point five million. Yeah. So this was unprecedented. Yeah. And the house is five bedrooms. It's got a pool. It's gorgeous, and it made me kind of think this is a sign of where township property is going. I mean, obviously, it being in Rockville for people who don't know, closer to to amenities like Jablani Mall, um, Maponya Mall. 
and uh, um, Baragwanath Hospital. And yeah. when you look at it in that way, where it's where, where it is, it's a central space. Yes. So I thought we could start by saying, uh, just really take us through why people should invest in properties in uh, the township in particular. I know that real estate uh, agents call them uh, affordable property markets and not necessarily <laughs> townships. So, yeah. but in my mind, obviously, to make it clearer to the people. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, basically, I mean, I think one of the main thing about investing back in the in the in the in the areas where most black people come from, being Soweto, Davidton, and those type of areas. Number one, we've got a bit of a history. I mean, you all know that when you travel around the world, when you get into that red bus. You know, they tell you this building is built in yes, 18... Yes, the hop-on, hop-off bus, yes. <laughs> they tell you that the building was built in 1846. Yeah. They've got a history. Now, some of our townships, like Davidton, it's more than 100 years old. I'm not sure how old is Soweto. Mm. I can only speak to for my guys. You know? <laughs> However, it definitely is probably older than Davidton. But yeah. the point is, you've got that history. It's something that we can't throw it out, you know. Mm. So, all of us know that... <clears throat> Black people were moved into those areas simply because of the the laws of then during the apartheid, mm. and there's still a little of a stigma in looking at those areas as areas where we're forced to stay there. Mm. But you know, sometimes you end up living with what you have and make the best out of it. And I think that's what has happened. And there's a lot of history in places like Soweto, so that's one of the things where if you've got a property that has got a history. That also adds value into whatever investment port- portfolio that you're having. Yes, of course. Yes, of course. So, I mean, you say something so important there about the history of the place where you live. Now, one of the things that I found interesting was that 40% of residents of, uh, uh, like Soweto, they actually want to stay in the townships. They don't want to move. Uh-huh. They actually want to stay there, which is important yeah. because the only way you can, um, improve a place is by staying there and making it better. Um, so I thought that maybe we could touch on the, let's start with the elephant in the room, which is yeah. the prices. Um, in predominantly black or affordable market uh, spaces. Yeah. Why is it that they're low? Well, I mean... Lower, maybe. Low, Let yeah. me put it so, in that so, way. So, so the key thing, as I've mentioned before, that in property, the main thing is location, location. Mm. So one of the reasons why the, pro- the properties in areas like Soweto will be m- slightly more affordable is simply because before... We didn't have a lot of amenities. Yes, yes. So now things have changed. You've got the Maponya Mall. If you go to a lot of other townships in the area, you've got the small convenient uh, shopping yes, retail centers, centers yes. and everything. So the key thing, and this is where you will see that even government, they're starting to create new neighborhoods now, mm. which um, obviously the majority of the people that will be staying there will be black people. But what is happening in that case is that they're starting to make sure that within the area, you've got a hospital, you've got a church. So whatever you need should take you less than 10 minutes to, get to be able to, to get there. Yes. So those type of things add value because, mm. you know, most people don't want to drive for long distances to go to a bank. So one of the reasons why the township were affordable before, and I'm saying this before because now 
the amenities are coming through and you can start seeing when people are renovating. I mean, if you look at Deep Sloot, um, uh, Deep Kloof. Deep Kloof, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a beautiful area there yeah. and the prices are crazy. Uh, you know, I was always can't. jealous of people who were from Deep Kloof because yes. when I moved from uh, Midlands, by the way, when I was telling you guys about uh, Dr. Musenda and his house, I will post it up on our fe- Facebook page, which is Living It Up with Lerato Shawla, so you can see what the house actually uh, uh, looks like. But as a Soweto, I was always envious of people who... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're from DK, you know, people like Kabela Mabalane. There's so many people from Dinkloof, uh, Greg Maloka, people who, and that neighborhood, as you say, is yeah. five minutes away from the M1. It's yeah. 10 minutes away from Baragwanath Hospital, the biggest hospital on the continent. So things like that, being easily accessible, uh, makes up for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely does make up for that. But I mean, we must never, we mustn't lie to ourselves now. The, the properties, in Soweto and other areas are no longer affordable. Yes. So that's why I said used to be. Yes. So the amenities are there now. There's history. There's content. So definitely those are the areas that we should be looking at. But there's also opportunities because, as you're saying, you know, the majority of people are still feeling comfortable to stay in those areas. And what that means, it means that there'll definitely be more demand. Yes. I mean, I, I, I stayed closer to um, uh, Tembisa. And one of the things that happened is that a lot of people that are working in the areas where you've got office parks, um, like in Johannesburg, Waterfall, and other areas, those people are looking for affordable accommodation. Mm. And our cities are not ready um, to accommodate affordable housing space, which we should all be working towards that. So as developers, one of the things that we're looking at is to make sure that when you build a big mall like Waterfall, uh, Mall of Africa, there should also be affordable housing for people, for that manager that works at Woolworths. That, you know, they don't have to get into a taxi and drive exactly. two, three hours to go home. They should be able to be accommodated in the same area. But now with Soweto and those type of areas, there's opportunities for affordable housing. Mm. And that's another space for, uh, for opportunities for investment. So let me give you a typical way is that people always ask, how do I get into real estate and invest in property in the township? One of the things that you could do is obviously, Look at land that might still be available, mm. or you get two or three old four-room houses, and actually find a way that maybe you can actually even build things like uh, rooms yes. for affordable housing. Yeah. So there are families that are getting twenty, forty thousand rand on a monthly basis by having the bedrooms. The key thing is that they must formalize it in a way that they go and actually apply with the municipalities to make sure that those type of rooms are done properly and they can get an income. Mm. And when they get that income again from the rooms, they can be able to buy more land and more properties. So what you're basically saying, and and I think this is important for people to understand, is that when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade out of it, right? So we were, as black people, forcibly moved to uh, townships. But now that we are here, and a lot of the people, one of the the things that um, I so I think it was the CEO of FNB who said that actually people miss the vibrancy hmm. of being in the township. I mean, wow. as you know, you know what it's like when you wake up on a Sunday morning, <laughs> there's that guy that playing chess, <laughs> 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 you know, somebody's <laughs> cooking. There's a vibrancy about being in a township, whether that it's Tembiza, Sushanguve, also, that allows you to feel that you're a part of the community. Hmm. So we were talking about investment. So if you are thinking, who is this man talking? This is Rali Mom, Pewula, you can go to uh, to find out more about him to find out more about him as well as Rally Properties, the learnership and next month I think we will be talking to some learners 
yes. from the leadership, but yeah. I don't want to get into that okay. right now. <laughs> and um, Rally is uh, is is a fantastic man. You can, in fact, our first 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 podcast at the beginning of September was with Rally, so you can go back and listen to that. All you have to do do is go to cliffcentral.com and get more. So one of the areas, uh, Rally, that uh, seems to have grown quite. Um, uh, exponentially since 20, in, in fact, before 2010, but after yeah. 2010, even more is Dube, mm. particularly because it's the one uh, street in the world that has two Nobel Prize winners in, in Villagazi Street, yes. uh, the one neighborhood that has that. And they, they don't only have that, but restaurants. Mm. And I think there is a case to be made for, um, Buying in areas like that There's the Hector Peterson Memorial Which is up the road It's also easily accessible Should you Should you If you're thinking Because what I'm, I've heard Is that in that area There are a lot of uh, International like experts Who are buying property wow. On that street Offering the residents A lot of money So they can Airbnb the places So if you had a couple of drinks At Sakumzi And you don't want to get into an Uber And go back You can sleep at one of the guest houses And get an authentic Township experience, experience yeah. And when I heard that I had the worry Of oh my gosh because the Average price at the moment For a house in uh, uh, Soweto Is 620,000 rand okay? yeah. And that's yeah. average yes. which is not Really cheap if you yeah. think about it yeah. I mean yeah. that's like a, a, a Two bedroom townhouse in the west Rand In, in Joburg yes, And <laughs> and <laughs> you can Get that at a house at a house in, in, in The township and I thought oh I worry about That because I wonder if it doesn't mean that us people who are from the country will not be able to buy in areas like that when the prices go high. Yeah, it's it's a general um, worry for a lot of people in South Africa. I mean, the same situation that you that Dube, what's happening in Dube, is probably happening in Cape Town. Uh. <laughs> so it depends how you see it. Um, it can be a positive thing or a negative thing. So so if you look at um, the prices in Dube, they're definitely different from the prices in Orlando. Mm. But I think what will probably happen is that um, over time, you're not going to be able to find any more properties that you can be able to buy in the area. And it will then extend to other sections of Soweto. So Soweto will end up being available to township mm. as it is now already. As I mentioned to you uh, before that uh, Soweto is worth a lot of billions and most of them are definitely unbonded. Yes. And um, so there's opportunities for growth. So I think having to have a real estate values going high in an area is not necessarily a negative thing. But we got to think about it because, <laughs> you know, um, I was in Cape Town last week and um, I said to a friend of mine, you know, maybe I should look at buying an apartment here. Yeah. And, um, you know, I cannot get anything for less than 20 million rand no. in the areas that I was looking at. Yeah. And um, the, the people that have bought earlier on, I'm sure they're happy with that. So it really depends, I mean, uh, on how you value real estate and how you want to see it. But I'm sure the other side of the co coin would have been that the properties are now worth nothing. Mm. So we'll probably have to choose the other side where the properties are growing. Yeah. And, 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 and when you say unbonded, cause I wrote that down, it, it means that there isn't like a formalized, for people who don't understand the term, can you go into when you yes. say it's worth billions, but they are unbonded? Yeah. So, so we've touched this on this before, but the bottom line is that a lot of properties in the township, and it's quite interesting, um, have been there for years. So we mentioned that Toyota will definitely be way over a hundred years old. 
blah, blah, blah. So what that typically means, it means that a lot of properties would have been paid off. So um, some of the properties were actually given by government then. So some of them were not, didn't have a finance on them. So people are sitting with title deeds. So the opportunity there with township properties is that because of the time frame that they've been there and that they've been paid off, people should start looking at being creative and actually creating some kind of a lending capacity either as family trust or in their individual capacity to be able to go back to the bank and say, we've got a house here. We think the house is worth uh, 600,000. We don't have money. Jabu doesn't work. Um, So is my sister doesn't work, but we've got this house. Is there a possibility that we can refinance the house that we're living in without us leaving the house? So if one of you guys are earning a salary, you then can be able to get a bond for 600,000. What that means, it means that the 600,000 become available as liquid cash uh-huh. for yourself. So you can do a couple of things there. You can reinvest in buying the Dube property mm. and start doing a BNB there and starting to get an income. When you get that income, you then pay the bond on the house that you are staying in. Mm. So the key thing is that, um, property is supposed to, most of the time you're supposed to use it to leverage Getting funding mm. is the only way that you can be able to grow. So you can imagine once you've done that and, and that you're busy paying your bond, you are then able to buy an, the next property and be able to continue with the same concept. So we mustn't undermine the billions that are sitting in places like uh, Soweto and Tembisa. Yes. We must unlock that. I actually did an article about two, three years ago saying that um, Soweto is sitting on billions and we need to unlock that value so that we can be able to create jobs yes. and, and, and other things because right now the money is sitting there. Trust me, most people in the areas that maybe you and I stay in now, what we call the northern suburbs, yeah. you, you hardly find properties that are not bonded. Mm. So most of them are bonded. So that's also a good debt. doesn't mm. necessarily mean it's a bad debt yes. because you're using the money to, to work. So the current billions that are sitting in Soweto are classified as lazy money. Because it's money that is sitting, not working. Ah, lazy money. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we get that article? I mean, can we get it on your website or? Yeah, can in fact, in fact, it is it is on uh, on my website. Okay. Uh, www. and um, it, it is posted there. Ah, so you heard the man. You can go and read about how you unlock township. Uh, uh, Billions that we are all sitting on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one of the things I also uh, realized, um, really about properties in, in the township is that apparently uh, a lot of people don't get their houses evaluated. Mm-hmm. So they actually don't know how much their houses cost. And as you say, because it's been in the family business, I mean, in the family for however long and, you know, mommy got it for however long, mama got it for however much. You know, in 1970, whatever. How important is it to have your house evaluated uh, by an estate agent? Yeah. So basically, you got you get th- uh, two types of evaluations. Well, three actually. One is that the, the the municipality themselves normally do evaluation at a period. I think they do it every three, four years to find out how much the value of your property is, so that they can be able to bill the rates and tax accordingly accordingly to your. To the value of your property mm. The second part is that you can do one for the banks So if you want to do the refinancing Then you need to get a professional Evaluator that can do the evaluation for you 
so that you can be able to know what is worth, what, what is the property is worth, so that when you go to apply for a bond, you know what you will be looking at. Mm. This, this, the third one is the one that is more of an informal one where you get an estate agent to do the evaluation so that if you ever want to sell the property, you can also know how much you can put on the market for. Uh, so a lot of people are sort of hesitant to contact an estate agent to do an evaluation because mm. they think, oh, once I've called person X, <laughs> then they're going to bother me yeah. and ask me, am I selling the house? What kind of conversations do you need to have with the estate agents in order to make them understand what your needs are at the time? Yeah. So basically, you got to be honest with your broker and tell them that you just want the evaluation so that you can look at your different options that you have yeah. and that you're not on the market. But you know, these days there's a lot of technology. So there's also uh, sites that you can actually go and look at what we call CMA, competitive market analysis Mm -hmm. of your area. So you can go on Google and say, I want to find out what is the value of uh, properties in Soweto. And you'll get sites where you can actually log in and describe your property. And those sites will be able to tell you how much the estimated, I mean, the estimated price of how much the value of, of the value of your property mm. in an area like that. So technology has come forward. So if you don't want to be bothered by a broker, you can <laughs> try and use the technology and, and, and get more info. And get so, more information. Yes. So let's say, uh, hypothetically speaking, you find out that your area is doing well. We, we have talked about this before and you can go to previous um, podcasts that we've had with Riley. You can go to cliffcentral.com to get more insight from the man himself. But one of the things you mentioned was um, sort of over-investing in the property. Yes. So now, so let's say I get, I, I find out that my property is going to, the value around the neighborhood where I'm in is say 600000 and I'm thinking, okay, I I might want to invest in it because a, a lot of the problems that people face is that you, your house may be in a good area, but it's not a great house. And so a lot of people look at it and think, oh, I'm going to have to renovate it. So you decide you're going to renovate it yourself. Is there a way to figure out how much is over investing in a situation like that? So if you're sitting with a house in Rockville or with a house in uh, Tembisa or Davidson or ever, how do you, how much should you invest to take it up a notch, yeah. but not so high yeah. that nobody wants to buy it? That's true. It's actually a good question, Lorato. So overcapitalizing on a property is, it's, 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 it's a, it's, it's a mistake that most people make. Yeah. But one of the key thing is that that is applicable anyway. I mean, I've just renovated my house and you end up going emotional because <laughs> you see that Italian Did tile <laughs> and you think, I mean, yeah. your friend who does the interior decorator will tell you. Yes. So you end up going crazy. So again, real estate is a, it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, business because you have to look at yourself to say, am I doing this for investment? Mm. Am I doing this for myself? I think you had a topic with your colleague who does interior decorating to say, yes, how do you make, yes, yes. yes. how do you make your house look, um, beautiful, but still be able to say that your four year old can walk there with a glass of juice yes. and you don't have to be telling them to move. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, because then what's the use then of your home that your son can't walk and come and greet you while holding a glass of, uh, a, a juice? You yeah, know because I mean? they're worried about spilling it on yes. your yeah, precious exactly. floors. So you do the same thing. So you look at areas and say, the point that we made earlier on to say, find what, find out about what is the value of your property. Should you then extend, which is another topic on its own to say, um, you know, in, in Soweto and those areas, you find that the houses that were given by government is a four room house. 
Now you you want to grow, you, you want to extend it, and you want to put three, four more rooms. Should you go all the way and make the house to be a two point five million rand from a six hundred thousand rand home? Again, depend on your on your own circumstances in that area. But I think the key thing is that when you add value, you got to look at the trend mm. to say is everybody doing closer to what I'm doing because. I mean, I've seen houses in Dipslut where it's like a three-story <laughs> in the middle of a squatter camp. Yeah, you know. But yeah. again, maybe the guy has got a vision to say, <laughs> "This is what's going to be happening." Maybe he's leading the pack. Yeah. So it really depends on what you want to do. But it's very important that you don't ever overcapitalize on your property if you think you might want to exit. Yes, the the, the it makes me think of something the the editor of US Vogue uh, Anna Winter said once that if you are too early. Then you miss the mark And if you are too late uh, People don't catch on So it's the, the balance of hitting things At the right time yeah. Is not overshooting it That's But no, not also under So not underestimating it It's a very yeah. very very fine balance Of knowing should you be spending uh, <laughs> or As you say On those marble tiles And <laughs> the granite tops etc yeah. You know that's what you should be You should be thinking about Last week um, we had a Dulux uh, come in oh, okay. and and uh, talk to us about the color of the year, as well as how you should paint your house. And predominantly in townships, there is a a, a feeling that the more colorful your house, you know, your house must stand out. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we got clearly, because yes, it is important for your house to have personality, mm-hmm. but it is that choose colors that are going to make it easy for people to want to buy your property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of people. Who, who who come from townships who are realizing that you don't want to overdo it. You know, you yeah. you want to stay within the limits of okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> of great colors, great neighborhoods, th- that kind of thing. You don't, as you say, you don't want to overcapitalize, and then yeah. suddenly you can't sell your house. But also, I think it's still important, as I mentioned earlier on, that as you travel around the world, one of the things that you see that people are proud of is the history mm. of their building. So our four rooms in Soweto. It's good that we can renovate and make sure that we're more comfortable when we stay in those homes, but we must not lose the history. Yes. You know, so, so I know the history is not all great in South Africa, but never underestimate to say, well, this house is 100 years old. Yes. And it was built in 18, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So you still within yourself doing all the, uh, the renovation, try and keep that so that when the red bus passes by as well, you can see the original house, how it used to look. Exactly. Like. Still I mean, very important. So we don't have to all go Tuscany. Yeah. You know, we're not in Italy. <laughs> you know how everybody goes as those Tuscan houses all over Trump. You know. And so, it's so sad because you think, well, we are basically transplanting somebody's culture onto our own instead yeah. of valuing what we have. Yeah, they come here, they want to look at that forum. Yes. You know, and then the next thing they see what they, they, they left at home in Italy. So we got to keep that and actually be aware that there's a history into what you know what's in our townships homes and all of that we got to be able to keep that as well we we do have to be very proud of where we come from uh, i i am talking to um the man himself rali mampeule you can he's done previous podcasts with us he actually uh is the man who uh, makes sure that i'm here with you every wednesday from 10 in, until 11 uh, on cliffcentral.com what dr musendan actually did is that he bought Three properties around So he lived in Rockville Had an original house He then brought our, 
when other people sold around him, he hmm. bought other houses around that neighborhood and then just simply made his house bigger. Is there a case to be made for speaking to your neighbors and saying, hey, listen, should you sell your house, please consider me uh, first. So, you know, if you are thinking of extending hmm. as opposed to buying in another in another place, because... The, the ridiculousness, as you say, and and and, and, I, and I'm being I should be quite sensitive about this, but having a, a three-story house is not practical all the time, depending on which neighborhood you're in. But if you bought three properties and have rooms within those three properties that are around each other, seems to me like a better investment than trying to make a very big house, a very big house in a tiny, tiny, tiny space. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's a confusing factor, but I think if, if you can be able to buy your neighbors, obviously the better. Mm. But what I've realized that in the township, most people are not selling their homes for various reasons. So one of the things that we have in touch on is issues of culture. Yes. And as you said, it's quite sensitive and we gotta find ways of saying, how do we handle such and how do we move around making sure that we can still maintain our culture? But be able to work with the to, with the today. Mm. So let me give an example. There mm. are people that actually have a house, and maybe they're not even using the house anymore, but they feel that their ancestors used to stay there, or they stay there and based on that they're not going to sell. But you find that people are suffering; they haven't got jobs and all of that. So it's a difficult thing to be able to actually get properties in the township. Mm. It looks easy because we say it's, it's affordable, but try today and go to Soweto and say you're looking for a full room to buy. I'm yeah. telling you, you'll be very surprised that you don't have much stock available. Mm. So if you can get stock and you can then be able to ex- uh, extend and be able to make your house bigger, the better. Mm. So without contradicting myself, one of the things that we also need to start looking at is that we need to start going up in terms of doing double stories. Mm. Because we're obviously very comfortable in South Africa because we've got a lot of land. Mm. But the population is growing. You can see with the traffic that we are having. So one of the things that we need to start of start coming to reality with is that we may need to go um double story. Yeah. So it's the same thing that is happening even in, in areas like Ekuruleni. Mm. So you'll see that the municipality is going the route where they are saying that we gotta go double double story because we are gonna have problem There's with land. Space, yeah. Space. So as time goes we're gonna have problem with land. Yeah. I mean I think you touch on an a very important issue for us as South Africans yeah. because it it's it's in general, even if you are thinking of your your grandmother gets old and in certain cultures you you ship them to a retirement home and they get a nurse and somebody takes care of them and culturally we as black people we want to say no uzo you know they have to be with us yeah. in the house we cannot uh, yeah, exactly. And I think it's the same thing with properties because you think of who lived there, your grandparents, and you just imagine them just being, and, and particularly because black people were not allowed to have land. Yeah. So the one, the one piece of history that you have, hmm. people find it very difficult to let go of because it's probably the one thing in the family that comes from, you know, the, the great grandmother or the great, 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 great mother. So there is a sense of emotional. And as you said, we are emotional about our houses. We yeah. are emotional about where, um, we come from. Now, a lot of people are then going to say, right? Yeah. But you know, when I call an insurance, 
uh, house and I ask them to to uh, insure me. They want to know which area I live in. The 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 the, the premiums are higher because I, I'm in uh, a predominantly uh, um, what is considered to be high risk. High risk. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was going to say dangerous, but high risk area. Um, how do you how do we address those things in real estate where people have this angst? Uh, mm. About insuring uh, properties And next week we'll have First National Bank With us uh, talking home loans uh, And how they And I will ask them this yeah. directly yeah. Of investing in properties um, yeah. In the township But as, as somebody Who's in real estate I mean how do you address How do you encourage people To buy into an area That people consider to be a high risk yeah. area So I think one of the things That has happened in the Rato Is that um, you know, the trend is changing now where we're starting to have black owned banks, black owned stock exchanges. And based on that, some of those shareholders will understand the market that they probably will be giving funding to. Mm-hmm. So let me give you an example. There's banks like now called VBS, Vendor Bank Society, um, who have obviously given the president a home loan on his Gandler house. <laughs> But let's not go there. <laughs> no, we but, shan't but, go there. But, but, but the point is, <laughs> yes. uh, this they're the first bank to be able to give a house in a village where most mm. of the traditional banks when were shying away from giving a home loan. So if you're from Limpopo in Venda, your parents have been working for the last 10, 15 years to build a house. Because you know how we do it in the town, in, yes. in the homeland. So you buy the bricks, you wait for the builder to build. So after 10, 15 years, you've got a complete house. That house now is worth a million rand. Mm. And actually one day you want to access funding. You go to the bank, they say, well, you haven't got a title deed. This is still a rural piece of land. So, but guys like VBS Bank have gone to those markets and say, well, we understand what this means. If we get a letter from, of, um, from a chief, that yes. actually they've given you this piece of land and that the property is there. We'll be able to give you a home loan and that's how they finance the Nkanda home because it's in the village. Wow. So I think what will probably need to happen is that as time goes and things change, there's definitely has to be black owned insurance companies. There must be black owned home loans and those people will understand the market because I think it's quite unfair that you go to, uh, I mean, I get, well, I don't think it's unfair, but I mean, there's a thin line. So I'll go to Busy Corner and I'll get an SMS to say, you're not in a safe area. Yeah. Uh, call us if you're okay, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. So we do know that obviously if then you're staying next door to Busy Corner and you're asking for an insurance, your insurance is going to be very expensive. Mm. But I think they need to reevaluate this thing to see, is that still happening now? Because if you go to Dubai, Dubai, people go to Dubai and they're actually safe. Yeah. To people that come from overseas who are tourists. And they spend the night there. They have a yeah. good time in Soweto. But when you come to an insurance, they might not be able to, to give you the prices you're looking at. So I think the insurance companies and the home loans need to go back and reevaluate and see how this corner is still the same as when we did this thing 20 years ago. But I think it's so important what you're saying, Riley, because it goes to um, historical understanding. Mm. Um, one of the issues I think we have in corporate South Africa is people having a historical understanding of people. So when you are black, you are, you understand the historical intricacies of living in a township. And yeah. that's why I, I love this idea that you're putting forward of a, a, a black-owned insurance company because mm. what it does, it says, we understand your life. 
life. Yeah. We get your life yeah. and we will not penalize you for choosing to live in an area where you've always been all your life. Yeah. You know? I mean, you know, most of us go on a Saturday. It's not a good thing. I actually read an article from this Boosie guy about <laughs> black people making money and then every Saturday going to the township to show off their cars. But I mean, I do go to where I come from in Davidton and actually, I haven't been hijacked before, you know. In that also, area. I don't know so if it's accurate to say that it's to show off your car. I think <laughs> well, for a lot of, I think for a lot of black guys in particular, it is a place of, um, a, a sort of a communal sense of guys, we made it out, but we still want, we want to encourage people. Cause let me well. tell you something. There is somebody, Riley, who knows you, who sees you, said, I went to school with that guy. Yeah. Or my brother went to school with that guy yeah. and look at where he is. We need to go back to the places Strong where modeling, we come yeah. from to yeah. encourage people. So I'm not necessarily, uh, I'm not disagreeing with him. Yes, we do have the people <laughs> who drive at 20 kilometers an hour yeah. uh, on Villa sure Gazi Street yeah. so we can see their Ferrari. Yeah. But I think for the most part, people take their cars, people like you take their cars to be washed on a Sunday or a Saturday mm. and have a chisayama at Busicon <laughs> just to be part of that sense mm. of of, com- of community and the vibrancy. Yeah, no, it's true. So, but mainly coming back to real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm not yeah. to detail. But, but, but I think, I think, I think it's quite exciting. I mean, the topic township real estate, I think is an exciting topic and, and definitely there's a lot of value that we must unlock mm. and there's a lot of changes that we need to make psychologically as well to be able to really capitalize on real estate. Mm. One of the reasons why you see politics and everybody talks about land. I mean, you and I, if you're sitting here and the, um, a politician says land first, it's quite difficult for us to really understand. But what they actually mean, they mean that's where the wealth is born. Mm. You see? Mm. So, so, so I still think that we must try and find ways to say, our forums, let's look after them, let's find a way to renovate them, let's find ways. And I'm, I'm really encouraging people to get good debt on their properties mm. so that they can be able to unlock other opportunities. Mm. So, 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 so the whole thinking about, um, really unlocking the, the opportunities in the township is something that we must really look at in a very, very serious way. And that gets, Extended to things like the homelands. Yes. I mean, right. I know I touched on this earlier on, but if you go to Venda, you go to Mujaji, Limpopo, somewhere, people have built there mm. massive houses that mm. if you just look at a house could be worth two million rand mm. and they just, they don't have a title deed. Mm. So I think there's a lot of opportunities that will happen where we can create jobs as well because people can start looking at, um, a village and say, well, let's start Establishing this village as a township, meaning that let's do town planning so that we've got roads and streetlights and services. And based on that, we can then be able to move a village home into a township house, not just change the lifestyle. But when I say township, in terms of township establishment where the municipality and the banks can recognize to say this is a neighborhood and you can then be able to give a title deed because Doing that process, it can create a lot of jobs for a lot of people. And in fact, um, the municipality is quite important. You as a, as a homeowner need to go back to your municipality and, and participate as a homeowner so that they are able to, to, as Riley says, to help your property be better. Um, so when you were talking about, before we wrap up, when you were talking about, um, the homelands, the, Royal Buffer House was designed by a well-known architect, Mokone Mukeka, 
and he's a black guy from Lesotho, and he did a fantastic job on it. So mm-hmm. once again, just going back to your your point. Yeah. So lastly, before we wrap up, I want to oh first I want to tell you guys that uh, Riley and I will be on the Gareth Cliff show soon. Uh, maybe next week, maybe the week after that. We are looking forward to it, aren't we? We're going to be talking property, yes. Riley. <laughs> the man himself is going to be asking us questions on the Gareth Cliff show. Uh, yeah. So we are very extremely <laughs> e- excited to be to be to be on there. I will let you know when Riley and I will be on the show. So Riley, if somebody is listening and they thinking they want to invest in property in the township, what are the top three things you would tell them to consider? Well, first of all, I'll say that um, look look at areas like Dube, mm. you know, Deep Kloof, Deep Kloof, yes. Um, but also start looking around. So that's the first one. The mm. second one is to say start looking at land around the township that is between what we usually use called the township and the suburbs. Yes. And find a way to be able to um, put it together so that it becomes a community. Um, because what we're trying to do now is to make sure that the person that works at Mall of Africa should be able to stay closer to where they're working. Indeed. So look at the land around the areas in the townships. And, and lastly is to say that, um, look at the historic of, uh, uh, side of, uh, of real estate in the township and actually capitalize on it by making sure that you can buy the actual old. I'm, I'm on the market if anyone wants to sell. <laughs> I'm looking for a typical four room that hasn't been touched. So if you have a typical four-roomed <laughs> house in the township that has not been touched, yeah. you can <laughs> get in touch with the man. Let him know. We are back again next week, Wednesday, on cliffcentral.com from 10 until um, 11 every Wednesday. My name is Lerato Shabalala. We do this um, um, all the time. I want to say happy Heritage Day to everybody for um, uh, Sunday and invest in your properties. And we will see... See you next week as we buy back the hood. Thank you again so much, Riley. Thank you. Catch you next week, everybody. Property, 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 property. I'm trying to invest. Money in by the neighborhood. That's how you rinse it. I could have bought a place in Dumbo before it was Dumbo for like two million. That same building today is worth 25 million. Guess how I'm feeling? Dumbo. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block. It's time to buy back the block. Buy back the block, buy back the hood, I'm about to buy back the hood, buy back the hood. This is CliffCentral.com.